your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 8th, 2021. Your boy Q here, very excited about today's episode. Got a lot to get to on today's episode. Please believe that. Thursday was a very exciting day, uh, so we're going to get into a lot of Raider conversation. Of course, we're going to get into the keys of the game for our Raiders victory on Sunday. Uh, we're going to get into your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Before we do any of that, though, I would like to thank you for making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raiders podcast free and available on all platforms. So as I mentioned, got a lot to get to on today's show. Calls and texts. Segment number three. Segment number two, going to have the keys to the victory. What do the Raiders need to do to come away with the victory and improve to 4-1 and one on the season and drop the Bears to 2-3? and three? That's all coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And, you know, at first I thought about bringing you a lot of sound from the media session that followed practice on Thursday. Gus Bradley, a defensive coordinator, he talked to the media. Greg Olson, offensive coordinator, he talked to the media. Then you had a couple defensive guys. Unique Ngakwe, he met with the media. And then Nate Hobbs, he met with the media as well. So I was going to break those media sessions down, bring you a little bit of sound. But uh, really, I said, you know what? No, not going to do that. We'll get into the injury report in just a second. But the biggest conversation that came out of Thursday as far as news and notes with the Raiders is that the number 17 overall pick. Right tackle out of Alabama is not the right tackle. At least didn't practice as the right tackle on Thursday. He was kicked inside to the right guard. And Brandon Parker, he was holding down that tackle position. But that was at practice on Thursday. Uh, Not saying that that's going to be something that's going to be a long-term fix. Not going to say that's something that's going to be there all the time. Not even going to say that's something that's going to happen on Sunday. There's there's not a guarantee that all of a sudden you're going to see Alex Leatherwood lined up at the guard position. Now, I do think that that's going to happen. But... Uh, you don't know if it's going to be for the long term. So uh, John Gruden, as I mentioned, said something on Tuesday about all options are on the table. The offensive line, we all know, has been a struggle. We've been talking about it for quite a while, ever since uh, that Monday night football game against the Chargers. And really, I mean, they won the first three games of the season, but you can see that the offensive line at moments still struggled. And so I'll tell you this. It's not just Alex Leatherwood. He is not the only culprit. He's not the only guy that's struggling on that offensive line. If that was the case, it'd be a quick fix. That is not the case. John Simpson, he struggled at that left guard position. He's had moments where he's flashed, but he's struggled at times. The center position, Andre James, he's really struggled at times. So he's really got to figure things out quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then you kick inside to the, the guard position. You had Jermaine Illuminor there, uh, and he's he's been a guy that's been struggling, you know. And so he was actually pulled uh, early in the game on uh, on Monday against the Chargers and then Alex Leatherwood that tackle position he's been struggling so I mean there's a lot of issues on that Raiders offensive line so right now they're trying to just find the right fix they're trying to find the right five guys to be on that offensive line and hold things down so uh, as of Thursday uh, beat writers put out there that uh, there was Alex Leatherwood lining up at the guard position there's some videos that are floating around Twitter of uh, Alex Leatherwood lined up that guard position I'll tell you this uh, a lot of Raider fans have been kind of getting on on not on getting on me but hitting me up on Twitter the last few days talking about I'm hearing this I'm hearing that uh, this report is out this report is that 
And I've said multiple times that, hey, there's been nothing official coming from practice, nothing from the guys that are actually there. I'll be at practice later on today, uh, but I haven't been at practice all week long because since they change up the times, I got so much going on at the radio station, I don't have time to be at the practice as well. So I will be there today, which is great. I got to take my COVID test. We do it once a week. I'll do that, and then I'll stay for practice, and then I'll hustle back to the radio station. But, uh, you know, on Thursday, when beat writers started putting out that, oh, Alex Leatherwood is lining up at the guard position, they actually got in trouble as I've mentioned multiple times we're not supposed to uh, film any kind of formations we're not supposed to tweet out formations we're not supposed to be talking about formations and it happened on Thursday and I mean it was it's funny because Paul Gutierrez from ESPN obviously he's been covering the Raiders for a very long time he put out a video and was just talking about the offensive line but he didn't say anything about Alex Leatherwood lining up at the guard position so he didn't have to hear anything nobody from the Raiders hit him up and was like hey you're not supposed to tweet that out you're not supposed to say that he put a video out and just said hey the Raiders offense the line looks like it's a uh, you know kind of shaping up a little bit differently or something I don't know the exact wording but basically let it be known that there was something a little bit different about the Raiders offensive line without exactly saying that Alex Leatherwood was the guard and that Brandon Parker was the the tackle uh, he just basically lets you see it for yourself so he didn't get hit up but multiple other guys that uh, were there covering the Raiders on Thursday they got hit up because they talked about Alex Leatherwood lining up at the guard position so again it's a very fine line of what you could tweet out and what you could say when it comes to covering the Raiders practice or or any other NFL teams practice across the league. And so a lot of times when fans say, well, you, you guys aren't putting this out. You're not putting that out. You're not putting enough out. How come you're not filming this? How come we didn't see that big catch by Henry Ruggs? That is why we're very, very limited with what we're able to put out there. But it did happen on Thursday. Alex Leatherwood lined up at the guard position. Brandon Parker was the tackle. Uh, Andre James was still the center. John Simpson was still the left guard. And, of course, Colton Miller was the left tackle. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be like that on Sunday. Doesn't necessarily mean like that's going to be like that for the long haul. Uh, I'll tell you right now, with the offensive line struggles, if I'm the Raiders, I wouldn't hesitate to pull the plug on Andre James. And I don't mean permanently. I just mean uh, for the time being. I would go ahead and go with Nick Martin from the Texans. He's a guy who's been in the league for a very long time. He's got a lot of starts under his belt, and I feel like he could probably do just as good a job, if not better, than what Andre James is doing right now. So uh, if this experiment about kicking Leatherwood inside to the guard and Parker at the tackle position, if that doesn't work well enough, if they still feel like they got some holes along that offensive line, I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see Nick Martin out there doing the job and sending Andre James to to the bench, at least for now. I also want to give you an update on the injury report, both for the Raiders and the Bears that came out on Thursday. Uh, Let's start with the Raiders and who did not participate. Damon Arnett with the groin injury. Wednesday, Thursday, he's been out. Peyton Barber, the running back, toe injury. Wednesday, Thursday, he's been out, did not participate. Tight end Derek Carrier got the pectoral injury. Wednesday, Thursday, did not participate. He's most likely out. Cornerback Trayvon Mullen, toe injury. Wednesday, Thursday, he didn't participate. And then also... Defensive end Unique Ngakwe, uh, he didn't participate. He did meet with the media. He just had a rest day uh, on Thursday, and it was just uh, the rest, and then they put knee as well. They listed him on on Thursday as far as a knee injury, but it was more just kind of rest. So Unique Ngakwe, not worried about him. Trayvon Mullen, I don't expect to see him play on Sunday. Damon Arnett, I don't expect to see him. I know Peyton Barber won't, out, won't be out there. And then Derek Carrier, don't expect to see him either. So a lot of those guys, uh, all those guys, as a matter of fact, I feel like are going to be uh, out on Sunday except for Unique Ngakwe. Now, uh, Jonathan Abram dealing with that shoulder injury. He's limited. He's been limited on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll see what happens on Friday with him, but I 
do expect him to be okay. Tackle Colton Miller was dealing with, is dealing with a knee injury, was limited on Wednesday, full participant on Thursday. Running back Josh Jacobs dealing with that ankle injury, limited on Wednesday, full participant on Thursday. That's a really good sign. Nate Hobbs, shoulder injury. He's been full on Wednesday and Thursday, so he'll be good to go on Sunday. And fullback Alec Engel with that shoulder injury, full on Wednesday, full on Thursday. And then Darren Waller with a knee injury. He was full on Thursday as well. So I think that that is a very positive sign. Hunter Renfro with the ankle injury. He was full as well. So a lot of positive on the on the injury report. But again, they still have three guys, four guys, five guys that did not participate. So that's obviously an area of concern, especially when I believe that all of them except for Unique Ngakwe will be out. As far as the Bears go, did not participate. Tight end Jesse James uh, for a personal reason. Uh, defensive tackle Akeem Nix, uh, he's dealing with a groin injury. That's a guy that I'll really pay attention to because I don't think he's going to play on Sunday. Tight end J.P. Holtz with a quad injury. He didn't participate. Linebacker Joel Lieg Bunaway uh, probably said his last name wrong. I apologize for that. He did not participate. That's the second day in a row he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. Khalil Mack. Obviously, has someone to pay attention to. Ribs and foot did not participate again on Thursday. That's two days in a row for him. Running back David Montgomery, knee injury, didn't participate. He's going to be out, so he won't be there. And then Darnell Mooney with a groin injury. He was limited on uh, on Thursday. I'm sure he'll play on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, Khalil Mack, just continue to pay attention to him. I definitely believe he'll play on Sunday. But Akeem Hicks, that's probably the guy that won't play dealing with that groin injury. That's a, a pretty big deal because he's a good run stuffer. And so uh, if, if he's not there – the Raiders maybe have a chance to get that run game going. But that's the that's the injury report as of Thursday. Of course, one will come out a little bit later on this afternoon. And then we'll find on Sunday, we'll find out the official who's active and who's inactive. Uh, and then, boom, ready to go for the game. That'll be about 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Kind of news and notes from Thursday. Again, didn't bring you any of the media session. Uh, Greg Olson, offensive coordinator, he talked. Defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, he talked. Nate Hobbs talked. And Unique Ngakwe, if you want to go check those out, Raiders.com is always available. Twitter, you could always check out their Periscope. They got that available later on this afternoon. John Gruden should meet with the media, so I'll be there for that. Uh, ask him a few questions, just how he's feeling about the team. Moving forward, coming in off that, that that loss to the Chargers as they prepare for the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Coming up in segment number two, you know on Fridays I like to give keys to the game. What do the Raiders have to do offensively and defensively to come away with the victory? Well, we'll talk about that all in segment number two. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. And, well, you know what time of year it is, right? Football. Pro football, college football does not matter. Betonline.ag is your number one spot for all your football action. It's your number one source for everything football. They got the new updated site. They got the interface. They got more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag is the place to check out. Go to their website right now on your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's right, a 100% welcome bonus if you use the promo code Locked on. It's as simple as that. Promo code locked on. You put $500 in, you put $1,000 in, you'll get that kind of money on top of it just for using that promo code locked on. And football is not the only thing they got. They got baseball. Of course, the the, uh, playoffs are going on right now. Basketball's on the way. Boxing, UFC, big card going on this weekend in Vegas. They got Vegas casino games. They got hockey coming back. Everything that you want. They have. Take advantage of all the amazing offers that are available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and they're your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's on the way. 
your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about this week five matchup, Bears-Raiders Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff. Uh, very excited about the game, obviously, being attendance, and I know there'll be a lot of Raider Nation there representing as well. But I, I like to always get into the keys to victory, what I think it's going to take for the silver and black to come away with the victory. And look, that's what they really need to do. You're going to learn a lot about the character of this team by what happens on Sunday. You take an L on Monday to the Chargers and you get not I don't want to say embarrassed but uh, you look kind of silly doing it and even though they made a nice comeback in the second half just fell a little bit short you still want to see this team bounce back and show that they're not going to allow one loss to beat them twice so they're going to come back and find a way to get into the win column so I want to talk about that here in segment number two so uh, let's go ahead and start with the offense and I'll just say starting starting quick You've got to find a way to start quick. Really, the Raiders throughout the course of the 2021 season through all four games have not started offensively very quick. And thank God that Gus Bradley and that defense is is worth assault because if it wasn't, then the Raiders would be in trouble like they were on Monday night when they got down 21 nothing. But it would have happened more times than not if the uh, you know because of the offense, if the defense wasn't there and the defense wasn't playing at the level that they are. So you got to give a lot of credit to the defense for keeping the Raiders' offense in games and keeping the team in games in general. But they've got to get away from that. They've got to find a way to start quick. Stop messing around. And I'll, I'm not saying that they're doing it. You know, they're going into the game and they're nonchalant. I'm not saying that at all. Just saying that they're not going into the game and getting off to a quick start they've got to change that and it's got to start on Sunday part of the reason that they haven't been able to get off to a quick start especially on Sunday is they couldn't protect Derek Carr they've got to find a way to protect Derek Carr they've had a little bit of reshuffling of the offensive line I don't know exactly what it's going to look like on Sunday don't know if it's going to be Alex Leatherwood at the guard position and Brandon Parker at the tackle position don't know if John Simpson's going to hold down that left guard position don't know if Andre James is going to be the center but that's what I'm presuming That's what I'm assuming is going to happen. So is that going to be enough adjustments to that offensive line to make a difference? Well, we'll find out. We'll see exactly what happens when they try themselves out there on Sunday, and and then you'll know, okay, this is where these guys go. Uh, A lot of folks aren't too thrilled about Leatherwood going inside to the guard position because, well, we all know that he was drafted to be a tackle, but if he can hold that position down and Parker does a good job, which he did do a good job against Pittsburgh when he came in for the second half of the game. Now, I know it wasn't against T.J. Watt, but he came in for Alex Leatherwood after halftime, and he did a good job, in my opinion, against Pittsburgh. So if he could do that against Chicago with Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack coming to town and Alex Leatherwood could be serviceable at that, that guard position, maybe they're onto something. But again, that's something that we won't know until we know, which will be on Sunday. Sticking with the offense when it comes to keys of the game, how the Raiders can come away with the victory, I think Hunter Renfro's got to be a big factor. Uh, the, the Bears slot corners are pretty suspect. Uh, if you've listened to the show throughout the course of the week and you listen to my crossover edition with Lauren Cox, host of Locked On Bears, uh, he said that that's one element that they could really exploit. The Raiders could try to exploit that is the slot corner. Hunter Renfro, I think, is going to be a big factor. He's one of eight wide receivers throughout the course of the league so far that has had five or more catches each game so far this season and I think this is a game where he has a good six seven eight maybe even maybe even close to 10 catches I just think that he's going to be open he's going to be open early and he's going to be open often and if I'm Derek Carr and if I'm the Raiders and I have an opportunity if the offensive line gives me a little bit of time I'm going to tre- test 
I'm going to test Eddie Jackson on that back end. And it's funny because I wouldn't have said this a couple years ago because I, I really respect Eddie Jackson. He's a big-time playmaker out of Alabama. But uh, talking to multiple guys that cover the Bears, they continue to tell me that Eddie Jackson has been very hit or miss. He's been up and down. He's been hot and cold. And so if I'm the Raiders, I want to see if he's hot. I want to see if he's cold. And if, if I'm Derek Carr, I take a shot or two. Henry Ruggs has been coming up big time. Uh, so far throughout the course of the season, I like that. Uh, and I like what Brian Edwards brings to the table, even though he usually doesn't bring anything to the table till around the fourth quarter or overtime. Uh, if I'm if I'm the Raiders, man, I, I take a shot or two uh, to see if Eddie Jackson's going to be on his A game on Sunday or if he's not. If he's not, then you can exploit that and go after it. But I really think as far as the passing game goes, look for the slot and look for Hunter Renfro. I think he has a big game on Sunday, and I think he needs to have a big game on Sunday. Uh, if you're looking at what the Bears are doing defensively, they're allowing 22 points per game. That's their average, and I think that the Raiders could do better than that. I really do. As long as they can protect Derek Carr, it all goes back to the trenches. If they can protect Derek Carr, they can put up some points, and they can score a lot more than that 22 points. And when I say a lot more, I mean around 28, 30 points. I definitely think that they can do that, but they've got to be able to protect Derek Carr. So start quick, protect Carr, look for Hunter Renfro early, look for Hunter Renfro often. I want to see the run game get going, but uh, you know, hey, if you got to do some of those uh, extended passes to Kenyon Drake and just let him use those as as glorified runs, so be it. Uh, I think at some point the run game's got to get established, but I'm not even going to call for it because so far, uh, every time I call for it, it hasn't come to fruition. So uh, look for Hunter Renfro, look for Kenyon Drake, uh, maybe to get some of the smaller, shorter passes and turn those into glorified runs. And then, you know, Take a shot. Take a shot or two uh, and go after Eddie Jackson. That's what I think the Raiders need to do offensively. Now, flipping things over to the defensive side of things, what I think they need to do is I think they need to get after Justin Fields. Justin Fields is now the starting quarterback for the Bears moving forward. Uh, most likely, he'll be the starting quarterback throughout the rest of the season. You knew when they traded up to go get him that they didn't get him to sit on the bench behind Andy Dalton, but uh, that's what it sounded like at first. Matt Nagy sounded like that that's what he was going to do. He's going to try to take that Kansas City Chiefs approach where he's got uh, Alex Smith there and then Patrick Mahomes sitting behind him. He thought that Andy Dalton could be his Alex Smith, and he thought that Justin Fields could be his Patrick Mahomes, but instead... Now Fields gets to start. When the Browns went after Justin Fields, they got nine sacks on the day. I don't think that, you know, Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby are going to come away with nine sacks, but I definitely think they should get three or four. I really do. I think they should have multiple sacks. I think Unique Ngakwe needs to get it there and get a couple more sacks. I think that, or a couple sacks in general, and I think Max Crosby needs to get a couple more sacks. Yes, he's been getting a lot of pressures, and pressures are good. You get a couple of those sacks on, on Justin Fields early, you might get him to throw a couple errant balls. And if he gets a couple thrown errant balls... Guess what that'll create? A couple errant turnovers. You know, and, and I think that the Raiders need to come away with a couple turnovers. I'm going to call two turnovers. There was a time last year against the Denver Broncos when I said that Drew Locke was going to throw three or four interceptions. He was going to give you an opportunity to make a play on three or four uh, of his passes. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is going to throw three or four interceptions, but I'm going to say that he's going to give you the opportunity to take two. I think that uh, Trayvon Merrick, he's still a guy that uh, he came up with a couple good plays against the Chargers. I think he's getting closer and closer to making a big play. Nate Hobbs, I think he's a guy that it's about time for him to make a big play as well, especially since the rest of the secondary is really banged up. You know, you don't really know what you're going to get. Casey Hayward, I expect him to be out there in full throttle, but uh, Damon Arnett, I expect him to be out. Trayvon Mullen, I expect him to be out. So, you know, where do you go from there? Is Keyshawn Nixon going to be in there? I mean, you just don't know who's going to be the guy. Meek Robertson, is he going to be holding it down? He did 
a good job last week against Mike Williams. Somebody's got to come up with a play. I think that really the Raiders need to come up with some opportunistic plays, a couple turnovers they need to create. So I'm looking at Trayvon Merrick. I'm looking at Nate Hobbs, a couple rookies that I think could be impactful for the Raiders. So they got to create a couple turnovers. And look, offensively, the Bears are only averaging 16 points a game. And I'm not trying to sound disrespectful. Uh, They're giving up 22 points a game, and they're only averaging 16 points a game. So this is a game on paper. And matter of fact, a lot of the guys that I've talked to that cover the Bears throughout the course of the week, none of them believe that the Bears are going to win this game. But that doesn't mean squat. That doesn't mean anything because, look, on any given Sunday, given Monday, given Thursday, any team can win. And I do believe that uh, Chicago is going to have a chance in this game, especially if their defense is able to get to Derek Carr. But uh, just on the strength of the fact that they don't score a lot of points per game, 16 points per game. I mean, come on now. If the Raiders can hold them to 16 points, there should be no reason why they don't win this game. Now, if you look at their last game, they only scored 14 points. So, boom, there's that. But I just think that the the Raiders just have a better offense. I think them being at home is going to help out a lot. I expect the Raiders to come away with the victory. I'll tell you, I went back and forth a little bit on this one just because coming off the the loss on Monday, being a short week and having as many injuries as they had, I I really had to think about it long and hard before I made my decision. But the fact that they're at home, and I do think that they're the better team, the all-around better team, I think the Raiders will find a way to come away with the victory. So I'm going to call this score, I'm going to call it 24-14. to Raiders come away with the victory. Again, I think two turnovers are created. Trayvon Merrick comes up with one. Could be an interception, could be a fumble recovery. And I think Nate Hobbs comes away with the big play. And then Derek Carr gets back on the right track, uh, not because the offensive line is dominant, uh, more because, you know, Derek Carr is just able to make some plays happen and possibly they get a run game going. I think Kenyon Drake has an opportunity to have a big game. Again, I'm not saying run the ball between the tackles with Kenyon Drake because he hasn't done that very well at all this season, but I do think he has an opportunity to be a factor in this game. Let's put it like that. So Kenyon Drake, Hunter Renfro, look for those two guys to possibly be big-time players offensively for the Raiders, and Trayvon Merrigan, Nate Hobbs. Those are the two guys I'm looking for defensively to come up with some big plays. Of course, that defensive line, get home with the front four, Unique and Gakwe. Uh, I got to get two sacks from Unique. I'm calling out Unique, and I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way. I'm just saying Unique. Give me two sacks, dog. Give me two sacks, and Max, keep doing what you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the Raiders have done a pretty good job as far as getting after the quarterback. I believe they had nine sacks on the season. The Bears have 15 right now. So I think that they're the number one team in the league with uh, sacks. So uh, it's going to be a lot of pressure for that, uh, that Raiders offensive line. I think they can do it, and I think Derek Carr will help him getting the ball out of his hands pretty quickly. But uh, it, it's going to take an all-around game plan to come away at the victory and be 4-1 and one on the season. But that's what they need to do. So uh, that's the keys to victory for me as far as I'm concerned for this Sunday. Bears, Raiders, 105 kickoff from Allegiant Stadium. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts. What's on your mind? 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. Talk about Built Bar all the time and all the great flavors that they have. And it's funny, as I checked the website before I uh, started doing the show today, I looked and I saw that uh, Churro Puff is uh, almost out. They uh, put out a sign and let it be known that, hey, the Churro Puffs is almost gone. So if you're a big Churro fan, you need to get them before they're no longer there. Strawberry Puffs, it is available right now. You can go get that. Uh, Cherry lime is available. Peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, coconut, salted caramel, and mint brownie. All those flavors available right now at BuiltBar.com. Great taste and protein bar, 100% covered in chocolate, soft, easy to chew. I like to put mine in the fridge, but you could take yours and eat yours however you like, straight out the box, straight out the mailbox. It don't matter. Either way you look at it, uh, Built Bars are good tasting protein bar, really good for you, and 
They taste great. You want to save some money when you order them? Use the promo code LOCK15. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your order at checkout. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. What's your thoughts going into the weekend? Let's start things off with a text from Paul and Luke in the ATL. Hey, yo, Q. Paul and Luke here in the ATL. Been a minute, but I've been listening daily. You're the hashtag first listen. I have some concerns about the Raiders' line and corners, and this falls on Mayock. We lack depth and talent in both those positions because we drafted Leatherhead and Arnett in wasted first-round picks. I'd rather have Aaron Andrews at right tackle and Rosie O'Donnell at corner. See as how we can't get first-rounders right. Let's trade a first-round pick for some help on the offensive line, suck it up, and move old Leatherhead inside the guard and trade for a right tackle or use Parker and trade for a better guard. This team can go far, but we need line help. Andre James is playing like Betty White as well, but we still love the team. Raiders. That's from Paul and Luke in the ATL. And thank you, fellas, for the text. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for the first listen as well. And I'll say this, man, something I talked about during the preseason. I said this team does not have depth. And the reason why they don't have depth is because of exactly what you said. There's been too many misses as far as the draft goes. And that's how you keep having your cupboard full. And I remember having a big, long conversation. I remember Most Known Unknown talking about he was concerned with the depth, and a lot of folks said, oh, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. You're just trying to win for this year. You don't have to worry about uh, depth moving forward. No, but you have to try to try to have that depth for this year because you can have injuries, and they can hit you in a major way like they're hitting the Raiders right now, and now what do they do? If they had cashed in on a lot of these draft picks that they had, all the draft capital that they had, and they really don't have a whole lot to show for it, that is a lot of misses. I mean, I say it all the time, talking about just the cornerback position. Think about if the Raiders had drafted Trayvon Diggs instead of Damon Arnett. I mean, think about that. Think if they had drafted uh, Jalen Johnson instead of Damon Arnett. Jalen Johnson is going to be at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. I mean, he's been a heck of a corner so far for Chicago. But I, I go back to Trayvon Diggs because he runs in the same system right now that, uh, that the Raiders are running defensively. And so he could basically fill that void. Could you imagine Trayvon Diggs being there? And he was available. He was available, and they went with, they went with Damon Arnett. They figured that was the guy that they wanted and, and didn't go get him. And uh, that, was a, that was a mistake. I liked Damon Arnett when they drafted him. I liked him for the reasons why they drafted him. Clearly, that was not a good decision. Cleve Earl, clearly that was not a good decision. Jonathan Abram, jury's still out. Alex Leatherwood, jury's still out. I mean, there's, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of question marks behind a lot of draft picks that they had. And I'll tell you this, I like Josh Jacobs a lot, but he's been banged up so much this year. Uh, there's a lot of questions behind him as well. He's really going to have to get onto uh, his horse and, and make things happen. Or at the end of the year, when they start deciding if they're going to pick up the fifth-year option, that might not happen either. So a lot of draft picks without a lot to show for it. So you're exactly right, but you can't start trading. I don't think you can go and make a bunch of trades because then you're really losing out on draft capital. And then what do you do? So I, I just I think that the Raiders are in a tough spot, and I said it multiple times this offseason, this preseason, this team is going to go as far as their depth takes them, and they're going to need it all. So we'll see what happens, but uh, they got to get back into the win column starting on Sunday. Thank you for that text, my man. Appreciate you. Or actually, my fellas, appreciate you. Next up, got a call from my guy Mario in Tucson. He's calling to talk about not freaking out after one loss because he believes the Raiders are still a really good team, and he explains why. Here he is, Mario, calling out of Tucson. Q, Raider Nation, what's up? It's Mario in Tucson. 
Hey, I know I haven't called for a while, but hey, when you're winning games, what do we really need to call for? But uh, I did want to call in because, you know, some of the stuff I've been hearing and, and seeing, I don't want to go, you know, full out freak out right now. All I want to do is just kind of call things out for what they are. Look, the Raiders are a good team. This team is different. It's better than what it's been, and it should continue to get better. Everybody remember, we haven't even played our best football yet. We're still trying to figure some things out, the line, the running backs, you know, uh, D.C. with the receivers, you know, little things like that. But, you know, I'm kind of happy that this happened now. You know, we kind of needed a slap in the face after getting, you know, some pats on the back and whatnot. But I don't give a damn what anybody says. The Raiders are not frauds, you know. They're a real team. They played real teams. They played four good teams in a row, and they're probably going to play another decent team this weekend. But we're not frauds. Now, the season ain't over. we still got a long way to go. we got some things to clean up. But I'm encouraged. I think we're going to be okay, you know. But, everybody, let's just chill out. Let's calm down. This team is good. Just got to figure some things out. And, you know, anybody that's out there calling us frauds, Come on, get a life. You know better than that. We're not frauds. This Raiders team is good. We just got to fix some things. Q, Raider Nation, peace. There he goes. That's Mario in Tucson. Thank you for the call. And, yeah, I mean, I do believe that they have to fix some things. I think that they attempted to do that on Thursday with putting Leatherwood at guard and Parker at tackle. I mean, that's an experiment. It doesn't mean it's going to work. doesn't mean that it's really what they're going to do on Sunday, but at least you see that they're tinkering with things. I, I still think that they may have to make a move from Andre James at the center position and go and put Nick Martin in there, who's a, who's a veteran. But uh, we'll see. It, it's up in the air, but it really it starts in the trenches, and that offensive line has got to get better quick, fast fast and in a hurry thank you so much for your call my man i do appreciate you next up got a text from cucamonga raider hey what's up q long time listener first time texting real quick on the leatherwood move unlike other negative nancy's i look at it more of a situational move uh verse we are done with you at right tackle yes he has had problems but we are down to two guards and haven't had any inside push we all know gruden loves to run up the gut Let's not forget it also sets up the pass and keeps the hard pass rush at bay. We also can't forget Miller had problems his first year, but unlike 2018, we aren't garbage this year, so we don't have the luxury of letting him find his way through the season. The coaches recognize we have the ability to win and understand the urgency. Props to the coaches for not forcing it to save face and recognizing you do what you got to do to just win, baby. Thank you for all that you do, Q. Love you on Raider Nation Radio, brother. By the way, what's wrong with hot fries? LOL, Raiders. (laughs) That comes from Cucamonga, Raider, and uh, I'll just address the hot fries situation. My man, Damon, who's my producer on Raider Nation Radio 920, I ran to the corner store and he told me to get him some hot fries. And I I looked at him and said, you big old 12-year-old, because I I never hear a grown man asking for hot fries. But uh, that's where that came from. I thought that that was pretty funny. Uh, And you're right about, you know, not not sticking with it just to stick with it and go ahead and making some moves. And uh, we'll see if it works. We'll see if it pays off. Uh, Who knows if it's going to be long-term? Who knows if it's even going to be on Sunday or not? But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right about that. And like you said, look 
looking at it from a positive standpoint, uh, maybe it pays off and it, it helps propel the Raiders onto a nice little run. And then who knows? Because I do believe this team is very talented, but you've got to fix up the basics. And the basics are the offensive line. It's got to be better than what they've been so far this season. They've been able to disguise some things and help out with some things and clean them up along the way. But uh, after Monday, it really got pretty bad. And so they, they got to find out something to do or figure out something to do. And what they did is so far kick in Leatherwood to uh, to the guard position. And maybe Parker, uh, maybe Parker's actually having his time now. Maybe this is his moment to shine at that tackle position. If it is, then good for him because that's another guy that they drafted and he hasn't worked out either. So it goes back to draft capital. But thank you so much for your text, my man. I do appreciate you. And thanks for listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. Next up, I got a call from Raider Tone in the 661. He's calling to talk about the offensive line and the move from Leatherwood at tackle to Parker at tackle. And he really wants to speak on the center position as well with Andre James. Here he is, Raider Tone in the 661. What's up, Q? This is Raider Tone from the 661. Uh, calling with my take about the O-line. I know um, yes, I know in today's podcast you said there was tweets and speculation out there that Leatherwood was taking um, snaps at the right guard, well, I've just seen the video surfaced on Instagram from uh, Paul Gutierrez's page. And the lineup had um, from left to right, Colton Miller, John Simpson, Andre James, Leatherwood, and, um, man, they go that man again that nobody really liked to see in there, Brandon Park and Run. But what's interesting to me is, is, is – um, as they showed a clip that followed right after that with some subs coming in, and uh, the second online with Nick Martin, 66, at, at center. And and I, I'm not, I don't know, from the games I've been watching, it's, it, 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 and even from the PF Pro, Pro Football Focus grades, the center been playing is, is just as bad, just as bad as Leatherwood. Granted, he hasn't had the false starts, but... There was them bot snaps. There was times where we almost had to use up all our damn timeouts because he didn't snap the ball when the clock running down and Carr had to call a timeout. I believe just as recent as the Chargers game, we used we had one timeout left the whole first half. I mean, I, why are we trying? Why are we trying Nick Martin? Why are we trying Nick Martin out at center? You know, I, I I don't want this to be one of the cases where we're scared to eat the bullet because on top of the offensive line shuffle, we 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 our first pick at right tackle, we moving into guard, and and the guy we gave an extension to too early, a three year extension to too early, is not starting. But if that's the case, man. We, I mean, what's the take on Nick Martin, man? You got any info on him? Um. When we did the crossover, when you did your crossover and you, and you talked to the um, Houston Texans guy when we played him before we traded Conley, I mean, did, did he did he mention anything about Nick Martin? I mean, I mean, why 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 are we seeing Nick Martin at center? To me, to me, Leatherwood besides besides the, the false starts is playing a little better than him. That's not the same as James. That's my take, man. I want to hear yours. Just win, baby.
There he goes, Raider Tone in the 661. And, you know, it's a really good call. I'm with you. Uh, I think that Nick Martin needs to get a chance to start. I really do. I know Andre James is the guy who got the contract extension. I know that's the guy that they believe in. They thought he was going to take over for Rodney Hudson. But I just think that Nick Martin right now has gives them the better chance of winning. He's had plenty of starts in the league. And as a matter of fact, uh, on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday, I had John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, who's covered Nick Martin his whole career because, well, that's the team that drafted Martin. He, I actually asked him about Nick Martin, and he uh, he gave me some good thoughts on him and, and really believes that maybe he should get a shot on that Raiders offensive line. Here's John McClain's thoughts on Nick Martin. Well, Nick started every year he was here. He was a second-round pick. Uh, the only time he didn't start was when he broke his ankle, and that was early in his career. And the Texans' offensive line, they got rid of the coach. They wanted to make changes. They brought in a new center, Justin Britt, from Seattle. And uh, I thought when Nick signed with the Raiders, that's going to be a good move from them because uh, Nick's a good guy. He's smart. He's played with a bunch of different guards. He can adjust. He's not going to be overpowering on the run game. He's not quite 300 pounds. You know, his brother, Zach Martin, who's a better player. But Nick's a good player and a good guy. And if he gets a chance, I hope Plykeke plays well. There you go. Well, I, I tell you right now, their center, their current center, Andre James, he's struggling a little bit. He hasn't been a starter very long, but he's struggling a little bit. And so, well, put Nick Martin in there. He's been a starter <laughs> a long time, and he's not old. Right. It's just he started from the get go here. He started on division winners and playoff teams. So there you go, right there. That could be another addition going to that offensive line, or a, a new kind of wrinkle onto that offensive line. Potentially, Nick Martin. Maybe he takes over that center spot for. Andre James, who, in my opinion, has been struggling so far. Uh, got time for one more text on today's show. Let's take it from Troy in the 305. What's up, Q Raider Nation? Troy from the 305 here. Just want to say that there's a beauty in that ugly loss Monday night. Getting dominated and humiliated on national television should fuel the players to go study the areas they're weak in and strengthen them. Slowing down the opponent's run game and getting timely stops on third down should be the focal point defense. Getting rugs involved and stretching the field early in games should be the focal point on offense. Ruggs clearly can be one of the most dangerous weapons in the NFL, and his confidence is growing each and every week. I'm excited to see how these guys respond after the embarrassment Monday night. Let me know what you think. Love, Raider Nation. That's from Troy in the 305. And, yeah, I mean, you would think that, you know, a bad game like that on national television would fuel a guy and fuel the team to really get out there and do what they do. Uh, we'll see. I mentioned at the top of the show, you're going to learn a lot about this team's makeup. You're going to learn a lot of te- about this team's character on Sunday. How do they respond to a bad loss? That's how you know when teams are really good or not. The ones that bounce back and don't allow one loss to beat them twice, don't allow themselves to go on a losing streak. Really good teams bounce back in the face of adversity. They face adversity. Now they got a short week. Now they got a bunch of injuries. They're moving and shuffling some guys around the offensive line. How do they go out and perform on Sunday? Can they get off to an early start can they get the run game going can they get Henry Ruggs involved early can they make some timely stops can they create some turnovers there's a lot of questions that we don't know the answer to until we see it on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium so that's going to be uh really that's that's a great way to drop the mic right there because you're spot on on all your points so I definitely appreciate that again Troy in the 305 so that's going to do it for today's show Raider Nation I definitely appreciate you uh hopefully you have a great weekend leading up to the game on Sunday if you're going to be in Vegas come by the Rockstar Bar and Grill 5 p.m. We'll be there. Myself, Vinny Bonsignor, a lot of folks from the Lockdown Raiders podcast will be there. A lot of Raider fans will be there. We're starting at 5 o'clock at the Rockstar Bar and Grill on Raider Nation Radio 920. Later on this afternoon, we're going to do a celebration of the life of Al Davis. Today is actually 10 years.
years from the day that we lost him, 10-8-2011. 10, you remember it was that weekend in, uh, in Houston uh, when the Raiders won that game with 10 men on the field. Michael Huff came up with that big interception. Matt Schaub threw it uh, in the end zone. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to have a celebration of Al Davis's life. Got a lot of great people that will be uh, on the radio station talking about Al, including former Raiders head football coach Hugh Jackson. I know Jim Plunkett's going to be on the show. Uh, there's going to be many other folks on the show that I'm very excited about. So definitely make sure you tune in. Marcel Reese is going to be part of the celebration as well. There'll be plenty of folks uh, celebrating the life of Al Davis. So if you want to tune in and hear that, Raider Nation Radio 920 all day long. So that's what I got for you. Hopefully you have a great weekend. See you on Sunday. See you on Saturday. Uh, and hopefully on Monday we'll be talking about a win. The Raiders getting back into the win column. But have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then. Until then, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby.